Hello, and welcome to How Do You Drew? This is a Drew Barrymore podcast brought to you by thedrewzium.com. And sponsored by our friends at Positive Medium. I'm Anne. And I'm Ashley. And hello. And we are back again. We're back. Doing it. We survived doing Mad Love. <laughs> you survived. You had the hard part. <laughs> I did the research. You did the severe amount of editing. <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, I think Scream might have been harder. Really? For some reason. Maybe because that was the first time I was like putting I don't, well, didn't even put audio yeah, we didn't in put it. Audio, just sound. What score. other what other movie did we do sound from? Oh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, that's Saturday Night true. Live. That took me a long time. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> we've survived that. Um, we're very happy that people are loving the episode, which we'll talk about in a couple of minutes yeah. here. Okay. Before we get to that, we have some other follow-ups and tidbits. Let's get to them. Let's hear it. So I thought this was funny. Recently on the Drew Barrymore show, our girl said that she hates her signature. And it's like something we've been talking about a couple times recently. Uh, we love her <laughs> signature, her handwriting. Yeah, she was talking specifically about the signature. I'm surprised. Me too. She, she like scribbled it out real quick um and showed it and ross was totally like oh yeah that looks terrible like I can't was he remember. messing with her no <laughs> he was serious i can't remember what he said it looked like i'm shoot i should have rewatched the clip um, but now did they show it because i kind of want to yeah. see what her like full signature looks like it wasn't the full signature it was the d and some scribbled d and the b <laughs> It wasn't okay. The Drew so Barrymore. Her DB doesn't look very good. Yeah. So I mean, she did it in two seconds. You know <laughs> how she? I'm sure she's written it so many times. Oh my god, that's so funny. I am also just like I kind of agree her with her if it's just the DB, which maybe that's what she usually does. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if she signs for a credit card, signs for something, but like sure. it's her handwriting that we love. So when she's like. Yeah. You know, and then just writes Drew, like that's something special. Uh-huh. <laughs> but but that's that really fun. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> she also, we haven't really touched on this in a while, but we knew she was doing some sort of long distance dating. And we mm -hmm. have our theory about who this mystery man is. But uh, she recently said that she's basically kind of given up on that because she could never get out to L.A., and it was just feeling like too much work. So meh. well, it's good for her to know that. I mean, yeah. setting that boundary for herself and knowing it's going to be too hard. Never say never. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then we have this that our wonderful friend Brian tuned us into today. <laughs> oh my God. You watched this. Yes, I did. Why don't you say what it is? <laughs> I'm like upset now. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so today I didn't get the context. But Ross Matthews was declaring that there should be a Drew Barrymore museum. <laughs> oh, you don't say, huh, huh Ross? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> He'll know now. He'll yeah. know now. <laughs> we, we posted a clip and tagged him in it. The context was they were talking about Keanu Reeves, funnily enough, because you and I were just okay. talking about him off mic. Yep. The context was they were talking about him and some of the things he's taken from 
film sets, like some cool props. And Drew said, like, she's never taken anything. She has the Gertie hat and that's it. And then she said she has some weird tape dispenser from he's just not that into you. And that's just because she thought it was a funny, weird tape dispenser. She liked it. (laughs) But she was kind of going like, oh, man, like I never say I I really should have. I've never saved anything, which, you know, crushes me. Yeah, I was like trying to think there's got to be something. She has to. But anyway, uh, Ross said he was going to start setting stuff aside for the Drew Bramer Museum. So <laughs> Ross, we're ready. It's we're ready. On over. <laughs> I, I will be ready to accession the objects, you know, whenever, whenever you'd like to send them my way. <laughs> um, and then funnily enough, this is like kind of tangentially related. There is apparently a theater and museum called the Barrymore Film Center that just opened in New Jersey in October. It's really about the history of film in general. Yeah. Currently, they have a really cool Barrymore family exhibit, and um, it was featured on the show this week, and they started following us on Instagram, which was cool. I mean, it's mostly about John, Lionel, and Ethel, Mm -hmm. but there's definitely a couple little photos and things of Drew there, too, which is really neat. That's so cool. I'm glad that you came across that. Yeah. I would love to go. That would be so cool. I wonder how long the exhibit's up. It looks like it's going to be closing pretty soon. So (laughs) I know. It's bad timing. (laughs) No. Oh, well. (laughs) All right. I'll see you later. I'm going to go drive 20 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Bye. (laughs) All right. So speaking of mad love, Mm -hmm. people had mad love for our mad love episode. Yeah, we got some really cool comments. These are just comments from people who just wanted to share how much they love that movie and what it means to them. And these aren't people that we don't really personally know, which is fun. We always kind of love a a comment from somebody who's not already in our our orbit, I guess you could say. It's just fun to be like, we're reaching other people. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to read those for this week's You've Got Mail. (laughs) You've Got Mail. All right. Should I start us off? Go for it. Okay. So at Angie underscore Stargazer said, this movie, easily in my top three of all time. I still listen to Seven Year Bitch and was born and raised in Washington. My heart thanks you for this appreciation post. Yay. So cute. And then at Dean underscore Waddell says, awesome soundtrack, like someone else said. I cut my hair short back then, inspired by hers. I watch this whenever I need a dose of nostalgia. Yeah, that's awesome. Another hair-inspired person. A lot of people seem to have that story. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, and then our final comment for this segment from at Mermom underscore 0326, who said... My absolute favorite movie. I was 15 and I had the same dress with the white top under and docks. I also sported the same hairstyle. Drew is and will always be my favorite. (laughs) So good. (laughs) That's really fun. Yeah, we knew that this movie has a lot of sentimental, nostalgic ties for a lot of people, but it's just fun to hear. Totally. I mean, and also our episode was just released yesterday as of recording this. So hopefully we hear a lot more love pouring in and yeah, give it to us. Yeah. Send it on (laughs) over. If you're hearing this and the episode was released a week ago, what are you waiting for? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So speaking of things that are favorites, Mm. what does Drew say she was in love with this week? (laughs) We got a lot. (laughs) I love love. All right. This week, Drew loves a good hiss. 
when someone kicks it old school and asks for an autograph. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Instead of a selfie. Yeah. A mash, like from vegetables. Mm. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino. Eh. <laughs> Scallions. Yum. Cilantro. Mm. <laughs> Roller coasters. Yay. Pedro Pascal. Yum. A fan- <laughs> A fanny pack. I love a fanny pack. Tie-dye. Cool. Snooze. Like the oh. snooze button on an alarm. My I mean, this morning I slept in. I didn't even need the snooze. <laughs> love, love-hate relationship. I love it. Mondays, as we know. Yeah. Soul food. Okay. And the game Taboo. Never played it. <laughs> what? Really? <laughs> yeah. You know what it is, right? I think so. It's the game where you have to get your teammates to guess a word but there's like five related words you can't use when you're describing it. So those words are taboo. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> it's really fun. I don't think I've played it, but it sounds okay. like right up my alley. They played it on the show today with all the hosts from the talk. Which okay. And it was pretty fun. That's, that's really Ru- fun. Ru is good at it, of course. Yeah, of course. That, I'm not surprised that she nope. likes it. Those are all really fun. <laughs> yeah, she had a lot of love to give this week. <laughs> <laughs> I just love to imagine because I'm not watching the show as much as you, but that she's like, I love a mash. Yeah. <laughs> I love a mash. <laughs> I love Pedro Pascal. I love tie dye. <laughs> I yeah. love Mondays. <laughs> Basically, it's good stuff. We've seen her uh, Mondays. Yeah, I love that little <laughs> video. Okay, so what did you find for this week in Drew history? Okay, this is kind of a different one. We're going to do two different years at once because it's the same event that she attended on this week in 1985 and 1986. Mm -hmm. And this was the mother-daughter fashion show. And I probably (laughs) should have looked up what this benefited, but she attended this at least four years in a row, I believe. Oh, wow. Yeah. The other two were earlier in the month, but these ones were right around this time when the episode's going to air. So her and Jade would do these uh, mother-daughter fashion shows and they'd walk the runway and be in ridiculous 80s clothes. And I don't know what it benefited, but it did something. (laughs) I mean, it's so funny because there aren't a lot of pictures of Drew with her mom other than like these and premieres like it's It's true we obviously don't have personal photos but like when i think of happy photos of them it's honestly like (laughs) these these. because they're holding hands and walking together smiling for an audience (laughs) yes wow that totally makes sense i mean it's so i don't know like i'm just cracking up again about these in a way that i hadn't really thought about before (laughs) and I'm pretty sure the 1986 one was the last time they attended it Drew was probably over it after that (laughs) yes and when I looked at the years I was trying to figure out if Drew had already dabbled in drinking or any drugs at this point yeah and uh Ashley reminded me by this point she had definitely drank and had been smoking pot which I (laughs) I love knowing it just because it's it's interesting to imagine like what people didn't know by that point. Right. Oh yeah, like what's going on behind the scenes of these photos. Yeah. 
Yeah, very... like their their relationship is not good at this point. No. <laughs> <laughs> but uh they put it all out there for the cameras in a happy way for this yep. event. And... Yeah, and there's some cute pictures. So yeah. that's that's the fun thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's talk about what's new with Drew. Okay. Well, as predicted, we put out an episode last week where we didn't have any news and something <laughs> big broke. <laughs> yep. Always since happened. So Drew is going to be hosting the MTV Movie and TV Awards, which is wild. That's so crazy. I didn't even know those awards still happened. I know. I used to be so <laughs> into them in the 90s in high school. Like it was I know. so exciting to me. I mean, when's the last time Drew attended is the other question, but, Ooh, that's a good <laughs> but question. either way, that's really fun. And I love that. Like, I would think it would be somebody chosen for this specific thing. That's like, it has to be somebody who's like currently famous. Right. Like, I feel like that is an indication of how good Drew's career is going also. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. I'm a little, I'm excited and I'm a little nervous. I think she's probably going to do some very wacky things. Well, <laughs> host duties are also <laughs> always a very kind of kooky thing. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be fun. And that's going to be on May 7th. So we'll be obviously keeping you guys posted as we learn more about that. Awesome. And then uh, we reported on this a few weeks ago, maybe even longer ago. But the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor Award that Adam Sandler received just mm -hmm. happened um, this past Sunday, the 19th. Mm -hmm. And Drew presented with Jennifer Aniston. And I've only seen some like really dodgy sort of audience camera work uh, videos of this. Uh -huh. uh, but it looked like they were doing like kind of a funny little like ribbing each other, her and Jennifer Aniston, like, <laughs> well, cute. you're you're that co-star, but I'm this co-star, that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so that is going to air on CNN a couple days before you guys even hear this episode that we're doing right now. So I can imagine that there'll be clips online that we can all check out. And can't yeah. wait to see it. But to be fun to see. I think we'd also talked about this before, that there were some kind of inklings that Adam Sandler and Drew were looking for a project to work on together. Yeah. And it seems that that's now confirmed. And I had this thought earlier because I was watching a couple clips about Adam getting this award. Can you imagine if the next film they did together is like dramatic? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just had this thought because I was like, oh, Adam Sandler's like dipped his toes. Oh, yeah. You know, I feel like people would be disappointed if that I wouldn't. I would find it interesting, but I feel I like mean, people would be disappointed. I hope it has a good like mix. Yeah. Which, that shows their range. And is it just kooky? Because I'm a little bit worried it's just going to be like a kooky couple getting older, you know, like <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. So I'm I mean, curious. The wedding what they singer, do. I feel like, has. I don't want to say dramatic moments, but it has like good emotional beats, like especially yeah. I think showcased Adam in that way. And for the first time when that yeah. came out and obviously 51st States has some really emotional stuff in it. Absolutely. So um, yeah, I'm curious to see what's next, but I just had this moment where I was like, Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. That could be real fun. <laughs> could be real fun. <laughs> All right, so are we ready for this week's topic? Yeah, let's do it. We haven't done a year in review in a long time, so we kind of thought 
hey, it's time to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so fun way to get lots of information out yeah. real quick about a whole entire year. So and it's you really chose, fun. You chose this year. Yeah. So we were trying to think, okay, what have we done and what other years kind of feel big but aren't as obvious? And the first thing that came to mind was 1992. And then it turns out once we started digging into it, like, yeah, there really is kind of a lot. Yeah, I think it would not have been at the top of my mind for whatever reason. And then yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, there's a lot to cover. There's a lot of movies. There's a lot of career things going on. There's a lot of magazines. There's yeah, this is a big time in her life. When I suggested it, I didn't re like realize just how much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's give some backstory and sort of set the scene. Okay. So it's 1992. So just a reminder, because I feel like I need this personal reminder. Yeah. She is a teenager. She is 16 and turned 17 at the beginning of the year. And sometimes that's a little uncomfortable looking back on. Yeah. There's a lot of you know, quote unquote, sexy photo shoots. And there's definitely stuff with her dating older men. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, she just, the way that even interviewers spoke to her, it is not like this is a young teen girl. It is like, no, all bets are off. You can just talk to her because she's the sexy girl in the magazines. It's like there was no in between for her. She was never kind of allowed to be a teenager. She was yeah. a child and then suddenly she was an adult in pe in people's minds. And it was intentional on her part. She yeah. did, you know, she's even spoken about that recently. She did say, "Hey, what's the best way for me to shed this like gertie image? Mm -hmm. I'll be sexy." But yeah. it's just like I, looking back on it at my age now, it's just a little like, Ay. I so. mean, and even like if she was a teenager now and was doing this, I wonder how different that would have been. Oh, worked. I think it'd be received very differently. Oh, would, absolutely. Yeah. It's it kind of wild would. to think about, but back then everybody just went with it. <laughs> yep. And it, it is crazy, but it's a good reminder. Um, I had one thought that I'll kind of put out there is I realized when I was first like loving these images of drew i was like a teen myself yeah like i was like 15 you know 14 like looking up these pictures and being like oh she's so beautiful but it just seemed different with her it, yeah <laughs> and I, that's you know partially because she's sort of never had an age like she's never been her age i guess is that's so true yeah that's so true so let's get into it a little bit but i think that's a great reminder and worth bringing up. So this 1992 falls after years of be feeling and also like kind of being blacklisted by casting directors. And um, she had just come off of a year of filming Poison Ivy, Sketch Artist, and Gun Crazy. Yay. <laughs> That's kind of crazy and nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Busy time. Yep. And about this time, Drew said, I worked hard, went out on zillions of auditions, let people ask the hard questions. And then once I was given the chance to work, I kicked butt. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and so I love that too. Yeah, it's like her comeback. This is her comeback year. Like she yeah. did all the hard work. She got told no. She got laughed at by casting directors. And then she started booking some stuff. And it was yeah. all about to come out this year. Yeah, so exciting. 
in my magazine reading, there's a lot of conflicting information as to like sort of where she was living at this time. <laughs> like at one point she's crashing with Tamara Davis and another part she's like living in a high rise apartment. Another one, she's got this like cute little LA house that she's redecorating. So I don't know what was going on, but she's on her own. She's, you know, <laughs> doing her own thing. And that's sort of another thing to imagine is that she's supporting herself at this time. That's really cool to think about. But also, maybe she was just kind of bouncing around. Yeah, probably. You know, she was just like, eh, I'll just try something different. I'm not totally <laughs> happy with this. Or eh, I don't know. Yeah. Um, really cute to imagine. So Drew starts off this year with short blonde hair. Um, when in the previous year, you can kind of picture Poison Ivy, she had really long blonde hair. But she wanted to shed what she was calling an overboard sexy girl image that was kind of being placed on her. So once again, she's trying to be like, Okay, like you can see that I'm sexy, you can see that I'm grown up. Like, let's do something else now. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really work though. <laughs> yeah, true. Didn't work at all. All right. So, uh, the very beginning of the year, all that we have in January is that 17 magazine had a little feature on her inside, which mm -hmm. was, you know, a different thing. Like, she was sort of the tabloid bad girl for a while. And now, yeah. like, a teen magazine is doing a feature on her, which is cool. And they just had some photos from Poison Ivy, which was still quite a few months from being released, but getting a little buzz going there. It's kind of cool to imagine how impactful that might have been. Yeah. Like That's just like, about. it might've been like, oh my God, you're like featured, <laughs> you know, I don't uh -huh. know. Yeah. There's another one coming up. That's sort of similar. That tells me the same thing. Yeah, that's, that's true. Okay. So then by February, this magazine, I don't know how widely it was released, but it was so oh. sought after by us for <laughs> so long. And I still don't even remember if I have it. Okay. I definitely do. Okay. I think I do. Um, so it's Venice magazine. And the photos were taken in 1991 by Dan Arsenault. Um, and they were printed in this magazine that I think is just like a local Venice area magazine, like Venice, Los I'm Angeles. Sure. Area. Yeah, I think it's just yeah. LA. Um, but do we know if the pictures were taken for some other like some other magazine and then used here? No, I think they were really taken for this publication. And they that are, is amazing. They are so cool. They're definitely some of my favorites from this time They're period. So rad. Yeah, well, um, you'll have to post a couple of them and we have them on our <laughs> website. Sure. Yeah. But they are so cool. And um, I think it's really cool that they've got a close-up of her boots, which makes me think she must be wearing her own shoes there. I know. I love that picture too. And the cross tattoo. It's a great one. Yeah, it's really cool. Photography just used to be a little more unique back then. <laughs> <sorry>. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. And then Drew celebrated her 17th birthday somewhere on Melrose. <laughs> and based on the photos, we know that Christian Slater and Brent Bolthouse attended. Uh, and Brent was with Drew all the time at, at this time. They were like, he's still like very into sober life. Okay. So I have a feeling they connected because of that at this time. Okay. And yeah, he's in the background of so many pictures of like events she went to they were definitely like good friends yeah I think for a long time I had a hard time pinpointing what year this event is from or like trying to figure out she looks like both much older and much younger <laughs> it's the hairstyle right I guess 
because she like never wore her hair like this it was like this one week she just did it and then that was it yeah she's got like super slicked over bangs is like yeah. the, the best way to describe it but and then kind of like a little beehive almost yeah I wonder where they were on Melrose but... I know it'd be fun to know but these pictures are really cute and fun way for us to kind of get into this year that's full of like so many great looks from this like kind of awkward one <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then drew attended the radio flyer premiere um with is it corinne nemec corinne nemec oh, okay corinne <laughs> is he an actor do you yeah. know anything about this person uh he was on a tv show okay there's not really much to say about that look once again she's got the like super slicked over hair and i swear like <laughs> You could almost say she looks like 30 years old here. <laughs> yeah. You know? And also, like, no idea if they just were like, hey, let's go to this premiere together. Like, was this a date? Like, we don't know. This is a one-time whatever. Yep. Done. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Never saw them again together. Yep. All right. And then let's move into March. So we have Movie Line magazine that comes out. Drew's on the cover. And there's a super long and interesting article. Uh, the photos were done by Greg Gorman, who also did the pictures of her that were supposedly for LA Iworks, but we still don't really know the like story about that from the okay. 80s. Yeah. This article is one that I've like thought about us doing, but I honestly don't really want to put it out there because <laughs> she trash talks a lot of people in Hollywood in this article. Oh, wow. I haven't read it in a really long time. By name. <laughs> and I feel like it might be kind of shitty to reinvigorate that in the okay. world. I don't know. I have mixed <laughs> feelings about it. Maybe one day. I'll have to read it and let you know how I feel about that. <laughs> These pictures are really cute. I love the finger wave she's got on the cover. Yeah, it's always fun to see her done in a like vintage way. She always totally. Yeah, I particularly like the cover on this yeah, one. Yeah, it's cute. And then <laughs> also released in March was Details Magazine, where there was a, a small feature on her on the inside um, with a photograph by Lance Stedler and an article by Todd Gold, which, which is, so fun. is so interesting. And we'll just, in case you don't know, Todd Gold wrote Little Girl Lost with Drew. Yeah. And it's cute. Like the article ends with her like asking him for money for parking. <laughs> like they clearly have a like relationship. Oh, that's really cute. And I will mention that this photographer, Lance, does three photo shoots with Drew this year. So oh, cool. He's definitely like maybe her go-to at that time. Not sure. That's really cool. Only one picture is printed in here, but do we have any outtakes? Yeah, there's a lot. There's a ton. Okay. That's what I thought. But I don't think it's like a favorite photo shoot of either of ours. She's in that like black bra and leather shorts and and like lots of cigarette smoking and stuff like that. Um, is there smoking? Probably. <laughs> Isn't there usually? <laughs> okay, we looked at the photos and there's at least one of her smoking, but that's kind of <laughs> just what she always did. <laughs> yeah. Um, there are some cool outtakes from this shoot, even though only one was in that. Yeah, some of them are beautiful and some of them are like really bad 90s hair. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay, um, so we don't know for sure where to put this because we don't know the timing, but this could be right where Doppelganger starts filming. Yep. Basically, all we can base it on is her dark hair. So her hair goes from blonde at this time to dark brown. 
that's the only way we can know when doppelganger was filmed or I don't have any documentation on that which is kind of crazy that's totally crazy we'll just kind of assume there were no candidates she didn't go to any events in March so I think it's safe to say that maybe she was elsewhere filming yeah yeah that makes sense also, right around this time, we don't know exactly when, Drew was introduced to Jamie Walters, who she dated for a little bit this year, by their mutual agent, J.J. Harris, and they were pictured together by May. So we're kind of trying to fit in a couple things in the timeline. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, we don't know for sure. One day we probably will, but yep. <laughs> we'll kind of squish these in in this March, yeah. April time. <laughs> yeah. So another magazine we get in April, and this is the other teen magazine I was talking about, is YM. Mm -hmm. And this was just an inside feature, but there's quite a few pages. I'm actually missing a page from this, which is really upsetting. Oh, interesting. (laughs) The photos were done by Mikkel Roberts, but they were also done in 1991 because she's got her long hair and she's on the beach. I feel like these are very loved photos. Like, I feel like they get used a lot online. Yeah, they're really pretty cute like California girl in her jean jacket (laughs) yeah really cute um and really like I I think what's really cute about this that a lot of other shoots kind of right before this like she doesn't she doesn't have that hypersexual thing going on she actually looks like really cute yeah she looks looks like like a 16 year old (laughs) yeah and then by the end of April Drew was doing press for Poison Ivy um, and this is when we start to see her dark hair. Yeah. And like, I always think of the biorhythm interview, that like interview that goes through a, the whole episode of biorhythm is done from this, which is kind of funny because it, it's oh, like yeah. six years before that special came out. <laughs> That's such a trip. Oh my God. I want to watch biorhythm again. I probably say that every time we bring it up. I'm yeah, sure, I'm I sure do. we do. <laughs> But yeah, her hair at this time, like it's the the best way to describe it, especially the way she's wearing it in some of these Poison Ivy press is like, it looks like it's kind of tied up in the back, but she's got like middle part bangs, yeah. <laughs> basically like <laughs> in this like dark, dark reddish brown color, almost black, I guess, but it looks yeah, really reddish. It's never been my favorite hair for her. I don't know. I've just never I do like the way it's it. styled some other times. Okay. But, and you know, I like her with dark hair in general, but yeah, I was, <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So we get to May and this is when things really start chugging along. So yep. we have the premiere of Poison Ivy. Mm-hmm. Drew attended that with Jamie and Jade. Sarah Gilbert and Sharon Stone were also there. I always wonder, like, did Sharon Stone go because she was like also in doing the sexy movies or is it because (laughs) she was Drew's co-star in Irreconcilable Differences like all of the above who knows but it's probably all of the above yeah (laughs) it's always interesting to think about especially because we started doing this podcast we pointed out like some possible reasons why somebody would come to a premiere of another person like it's always really interesting I know like we don't have a clue why she went to the radio flyer premiere. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so random. <laughs> totally. But yeah, she's got that like tight black dress that she wore and those heels that she wore all the time. And I think she looks really pretty at this. Yeah. Premiere. I do yeah. too. Yeah. It's a really cute look. I don't think I even have that many clippings of it. Yeah. I feel like I only have a few. Yeah. This is all just very interesting to think about like her appearances in magazines and how they were probably a big deal in her career. Like, I don't know. I'm just thinking more about that. 
So also in May, Drew appeared on the Arsenio Hall show. Was this her first appearance ever on there? Or was she on there? No, she was on like post rehab even. Yeah. Like, Little Girl Lost era. That's right. Um, That's so right. They definitely had like a rapport going, the two of them. Okay. Um, I don't remember any of the footage from this, but I love her look. It actually is kind of similar to the premiere. She, <laughs> yeah, wearing, the she wearing the same dress. She might be. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. I couldn't find this one online anymore. So I don't remember. We just have some pretty crappy screenshots. <laughs> yeah, but it's a really, she looks really cute. It almost looks like it could be the day of the premiere, to be Maybe. honest. <laughs> That's funny. Well, and she was always wearing that necklace. I We didn't like note this anywhere, but she oh, yeah. like, wears the entire year. She's wearing this necklace that has like a cross and a couple other like a medallion or something and she wears them constantly like photo shoots events yeah all the time so watch out for the necklace and all the pictures <laughs> yeah that's a good point poison ivy was then released very limited on may 8th and we'll obviously eventually do an entire episode on that movie yeah um, but you dug up some cool info you want to share yeah wanted to look up how the movie was received because i wasn't quite sure but when the movie was at Sundance, it was nominated for a 1992 Grand Jury Prize of Best Film, which I wow. had no idea. Sailor Gilbert was actually nominated at the Independent Spirit Awards for Best Supporting Female in 1993. So that was that. That's cool. And this is what kind of what I remember. The movie didn't do very well at the box office. I didn't recall this, that it was only released in 20 theaters, which <laughs> maybe that seems really crazy now because right there was probably a boom of movie theaters like later in the 90s i don't know yeah that's true but then it did do better on cable and video into the mid 90s so it's just kind of interesting this i think of this movie as a cult classic yeah i was just gonna say that yep and so i think that the, it tracks for it to not have done well in the theater and then to kind People of pick up later discovered it yeah yep totally <laughs> you could totally see this being like a very highly rented video yes. at blockbuster yes absolutely because <laughs> it's so scandalous <laughs> there's a, a female kiss in it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness it's a great movie i mean like was like ashley said we'll do an episode about it at some point but we both have uh things that we love about it things that are ridiculous in it <laughs> all of those things all can't wait those to talk about it <laughs> it'll be fun we'll get to that soon yeah um and then she went to the Cannes film festival to promote gun crazy so that was another pretty big deal for her mm-hmm she talks about it on the Dennis Miller show, which she went on right when she came back. And I'll put a link to that. And she says that the Cannes Film Festival was great and all the people there were amazing. And she said they were all excited to see Young Love. So like Jamie Aww. Walters like comes out and takes pictures with her. But she said the experience of being in France, they seem to hate young Americans there and her and Jamie got kicked out of a Chanel store because the people thought that they were going to shoplift. Like, Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to jump back just for a second to Cannes Film Festival because the pictures from it are interesting. Like for some reason, there are a lot of a pictures, lot. <laughs> a lot of pictures of Drew. Like, first of all, like some of them are in like, weren't there some in a robe? I don't see yeah. any right here, but like by the pool, like a bunch of pictures of her by the pool, like not even like in a bikini or anything. Like there's some in like a white t-shirt and then she's got this really cute, like I still think this dress is super cute. I'm sort of surprised she never wore this again. I don't know. It's like, 
it's definitely sort of an iconic look for her with the big heart on it. Yeah, I wonder if she was just styled with it. Like it might have just been like that you can borrow this dress for a day. I have no idea. But yeah, it's like it's got like yellow, red, black and white in this like really cool arrangement. I don't know. It's It's got a big heart in the front very graphic yeah yeah it's beautiful so i i love these pictures i would imagine she's in the robe later because i always feel like she kind of gets into the pool and then maybe got wet and that's okay and wearing a robe i don't know there's hundreds of pictures from this it's kind of crazy yeah and they're really cute she looks really she looks like she's having a really good time and like she's probably like she is kind of reaching a certain peak in her career right now so that's really cool Okay, so now we jump into June, and this next magazine release, I've, for some reason, always been obsessed with. I was going to say this one, I correlate with you. (laughs) Okay, that's cool. So um, Us Magazine, um, photos again by Lance Stedler, and there are two black and white images, one of her in profile with her dark hair, and then another of, like, angle of her hip with her tattoo. It looks like it's her Jamie tattoo, right? Jade tattoo. Oh, Jade. Sorry. Kind of keep babbling about this for a second. So I don't, I don't know how long it took me to get this, but I know that when I did, I was like, I feel like I've reached a certain like (laughs) status. Oh, I had one other thought about it that I realized that the two photo shoots that I really love from this year are both like probably shot and printed in black and white. What's the other one? Um, It's one of the way earlier ones, the Venice. Oh yeah. 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 Um, which just the inside is in black and white, but yeah, the funny thing about this shoot is that I don't really like the outtakes where she's like, got like an animal print bra on the beach. Oh yeah. I don't either. But I love the photos they printed. Yeah. That's so true. Um, yeah. The vibe of the pictures that they printed is very different than the (laughs) other ones. Uh, yeah, I don't like the muscle ones. They're so weird. But there's like a cute one of her. Oh, like, the the X Factor one. Yes, like skipping along. And then there's another cute one, a couple on a swing on the beach. Oh, I love the one of her standing on the swing. Swing stand. <laughs> swing stand. I have that think. one. I, I'm okay. pretty sure. God, uh, but then I, I just got to the S Magazine ones and I'm like, yep, I'm still obsessed with them. <laughs> okay. That's All right. cool. Back on track. <laughs> Back on track. Howdy, Howdy Droomies. We want to tell you about our sponsor, Positive Medium. We've actually been clients of theirs for at least 10 years, and they take care of all of our website needs for the Drewzam.com. They offer custom web design and professional coding, search engine optimization, marketing, and hosting. So we've been hosted by them, but we've also been able to take advantage of a lot of their expertise in these other areas as well. Absolutely. So customer service is the biggest draw for us with this company. They have saved our site literally from obliteration quite a few times, but then they also help us with minor issues in just like literally a matter of minutes. So if we have like a coding question or just like something on the back end we can't figure out, we reach out to them and we get an answer back and the issue is solved within moments. 
We're so excited that Positive Medium is allowing us to offer our listeners 25% off managed WordPress hosting plans using our promo code DREW, D-R-E-W, of course. Um, And if you want to take advantage of this, visit positivemedium.com. We really, really vouch for these people. They've been so great to us and will continue to be great to us, I I can only imagine. (laughs) I mean, they're great by offering this to our listeners. So take advantage. Again, it's promo code DREW, of course. Okay, so now we believe this would be the time that she started filming 2000 Malibu Road. And the Mm -hmm. funny thing is, literally up until yesterday, (laughs) I just always assumed she filmed it at the beginning of the year because we have the promo photos where she has the short brown hair. And usually something is filmed and then time goes by and they do the promo photos as we've discussed lots of times. But looking at her hair... In the show, which is this like short blonde curly, I'm pretty sure she was filming it at this time. And then I found one of our lovely followers on Instagram had shared a bunch of like old clippings with us. Uh And I saw one of them was like a paparazzi photo taken during filming. And magazine, the like tabloid was dated July, I believe. So it's kind of crazy because the show comes out in August, but I guess with TV, you don't have to film quite as far out in advance as a movie. Yeah. So I had a couple kind of things that came to mind because the show was like soap opera. Like, yes, I can totally imagine the casting and the promotion being such huge deals for them because Mm. it's not like, so like, as soon as drew was cast, we're like, well, we got to do a photo shoot, (laughs) you know, like, I mean, I'm not, I'm like kind of joking, but it's like, they would have had to promote it in like magazines and stuff so that I people would watch. Right. Yeah. And it's like so, an Aaron Spelling show. And uh, yeah. I will say that Drew has said that she joined the show because she knew and loved Joel Schumacher, who was uh, <laughs> the creative force behind it. And they would later go on and do Batman Forever together. Yep. Yeah. We'll talk more about it when we get to when it comes out. But it's, I was like, had a revelation. Like, oh my gosh, <laughs> they did this like right before it came out. This is so cool. Yeah. And it's like, we can so clearly match the like look of her hair to yeah. a couple months before. Like yeah. it's such a, it's a, it's so funny. <laughs> so then Drew was on Arsenio Hall for the second time this year, which that's kind of interesting, but kind of yeah. cool. And they spend, according to Ashley, almost the entire time talking <laughs> about Interview Magazine. Um, and this is the issue of Inner Magazine that comes out the next month. We'll talk about more in a second. Um, but it's the first time Drew calls Jamie her fiance. Yeah. So now they're engaged. They've yep. been dating for three months, maybe. Being <laughs> <laughs> she's 17. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> but she's very, very, very in love with him. Oh my yes. gosh. <laughs> yes. But yeah, yes. the Arsenio thing is they talk about that magazine the entire time. Like it is wild how he like can't get over it. And he only verges on being inappropriate a couple times. Like for the most part, I feel like he handles it really well. Pretty respectful. Yeah. yeah. But it's like, oh my God, how could you talk about this? I guess it was a really big deal. But also <laughs> it was interesting. One thing that they, um, that they say is that they had to put a cover over the magazine when they put it on the shelves. Yeah. Because Drew's like totally yeah. nude. I guess we'll talk about that in a second, but <laughs> it did seem like it was maybe kind of a big deal, but I wonder like, actually when it came out what was it like yeah you know be cool to know yeah so the movie sketch artist airs on showtime on june 27th was sketch artist a straight to tv thing yeah it was okay 
Okay. Have you ever seen it? Uh, yeah, I think so. Cause I can kind of remember the premise of it. So either I've seen the trailer a bunch <laughs> or I've actually seen it. I think I've only seen Drew's scenes cause she's only in the beginning and I like okay. definitely wasn't like riveted by the movie. So I never even went past I think I guess I've watched a, it. Would it be a spoiler to say that she dies in it? We've mentioned that before. <laughs> <laughs> so she's like a witness. She witnesses a crime. Yeah. And then that's why she has to go talk to the sketch artist and describe the perpetrator. And it ends up looking like his girlfriend, I think is what it is. But then uh, Drew's character is killed. And her name is Daisy. <laughs> oh. And she blows smoke rings and that's like the most exciting part of it. <laughs> I don't remember that she was killed. So you just blew that for me. <laughs> Sorry. I think we talked about all the things she dies in. And I don't yeah. know if we brought this up. We did. We did. Because I, okay. I like remember looking at the photo to see if her eyes were open. The way she said she always has that's to die right. with her eyes open. And they were. <laughs> that's right. That's why we were talking about yeah. it. <laughs> anyway, it's kind of a random thing in her filmography. But we have to mention it because it came yeah. out this year. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay, so let's get back to Interview Magazine. Okay. Apparently, it's the biggest deal. <laughs> so Drew is on the cover with Jamie Walters, and she is naked and he is not, which yep. is one of the things Arsenio kind of was like, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> he's like, even even like the dog is showing his little parts. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought he said something like, you think that's kind of like a double standard or something that he's yeah. not naked? <laughs> it was yeah. like very like, what? <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess... I think part of the big deal was number one, she's naked on the cover. And yeah. number two, oh, so sensational. She's naked in a pool with other ladies. And yeah. man, this is just such a funny time where people cared so much about that. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, I've always loved this. I think part of the reason to love it is Interview Magazine, like physically is very large. Yeah, And there's so, so many photos in it. Yes. And I think this was... I, maybe this wasn't the magazine at its largest because I feel like it was really big when it was first out. Yeah, in like it was the 70s. bigger prior to this, but it's still yeah. oversized. It was, it's still big. Um, so one of the things that's so lovely about it is like physically holding the magazines and looking through right. these. There are many, many printed in the issue. So like several pages and they're beautiful. We should say they're done by Bruce Weber. Yeah. And apparently he really like made Drew feel comfortable and like, hey let's all just hang out and we're gonna have a good time and she said it was a really fun atmosphere and she yep. she didn't regret it at all she's really happy with how they all turned out we do see that she has her jamie tattoo at this time so yep. she probably got it right around when these photos were taken which makes sense because they'd only been together for a couple months <laughs> yep true if you want to hear us talk about tattoos more yeah good call good plug <laughs> If you want to hear more about tattoos, especially this one that we just mentioned, actually, we've mentioned two in this episode. Yeah. No, we've mentioned three. <laughs> I talked about a cross tattoo. Holy well. shit. Okay. <laughs> so listen to episode 12 of our podcast, Tattoos. I feel like there was something else I was going to say about them. Oh, I like how in the Arsenio Hall interview, she's saying that like they kind of came to her with a concept about like why, she, I, I don't know if it was like, why she would be nude but it seemed like there was the whole concept pro like proposed to her for the photo shoot and then bruce weber made her it was like all of this like wonderful things surrounding this whole like yeah. arrangement um and yeah that she was happy with it and we get some smoking photos in this one too guys all <laughs> oh, it's like watching mad love again she's always smoking <laughs> 
All right, let's move into August. Yes. We have a feature inside TV Guide. Yep. Because she is now getting ready to promote the aforementioned 2000 Malibu Road. Yep. There's some cool outtakes from this one as well. The photos were done by Jeffrey Newberry. Okay. And um, the one that's in TV Guide is really cool. She's got like an oversized men's shirt and then a red tie that's kind of like coming through the middle of her chest. It's kind of hard to describe, but it's a cool picture. Isn't she sitting on a diving board? I don't know. Yeah, I think I might have just assumed because she's like kind of over a pool. Yeah, I think definitely you're right. by a pool. <laughs> the first two episodes of 2000 Malibu Road aired on August 23rd on CBS, and there are only six episodes in total. It was canceled uh, in September, so the show did not last long. <laughs> it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even just like the opening credits are so cringy. It's very cheesy. But Drew's really cute in it. She's kind of playing against type. She's sort of more of like the wholesome character. In That's it. right. That's it's true. Fun. She is really cute in it. <laughs> we, Remember you her and sister? I always cracked. Yeah, I was just gonna say you and I always cracked up over her sister, who was like really creepy about her and like she called everybody honey bunny I think <laughs> oh god that's right or she wanted to be called honey bunny maybe oh god okay so um I'm gonna move on from 2000 Malibu Road there's really not much to say I mean it, it is wild though to think that at one point Drew starred on a like primetime show so totally weird. I for mean like I, a split second but I guess like... Santa Clarita Diet would be the only other even close but that's like a whole different vibe because it's streaming I don't know it's very different but also like if this had like stuck oh yeah and that became her career that's crazy totally different life so I'm kind of glad it didn't stick we got lots of great stuff after this (laughs) (laughs) and then September Drew was on the cover of Entertainment Weekly in a photo shoot by Matthew Rolston They've done a lot together going back to interview 91 and then um, he did like the YM 94 and I mean even like in style 2000 like they have tons and she went to a premiere with him in 1993. There's like oh cool red carpet pictures of them together. They were definitely friendly and I love his work with her. It's always really fun and beautiful. Yeah, and these are no exception. No, these are great. They're really cool. I feel like it took me a long time to get this physical magazine. Or maybe get a copy that was in good shape. Like, for some reason, surprisingly difficult to get. <laughs> that reminds me. I should have mentioned this earlier. I do want to give a quick little um, anecdote about how I got interviewed 92. Okay. <laughs> so I was working at Barnes & Noble in 2002, I think. Okay. And some guy, like asked me for my number there that used to happen there all the time I don't know what it was about Barnes and Noble because it didn't happen (laughs) at my other job I was working in the same mall like it was specifically Barnes and Noble anyway I went on one date with this guy one but he had this magazine and he gave it to me like he had it like saved in like plastic and everything and he gave it to me (laughs) why did he have it saved did he say Uh, because he thought it was cool or hot or whatever my god that's so random i don't think i if i knew that which i probably did i completely forgot and that is so, so random funny. i know that is so <laughs> something funny. good came out of it anyway <laughs> <laughs> back to the timeline <laughs> yes yes um okay so we have october so now mm-hmm. gun crazy is coming out and gun crazy <laughs> crazy it's like weird 
release history, but basically it was shown like a handful of times on Showtime, Mm -hmm. which is how it got put under the Golden Globes as like a made for TV movie. Okay. But that wasn't like the intent when they made it. But so, yeah, they show it on Showtime and then early in January 93, they were able to finally get like theatrical releases for it. But, um, you know, it's just another like big thing in Drew's career, a leading role and dramatic. And she got really good reviews for it. And that's a, it's a special one. It's a weird one, but, uh, yeah, I need to watch it again. It's, I, I don't really remember it that well. Mm, okay. I haven't watched it in a long time, but when I got that special release Blu-ray, like two years ago, I watched a lot of the features, which, you know, caught my memory up on the movie. Oh, but, cool. Yeah. It's a, it's just like, I think it was a real turning point for her career. Poison Ivy and Gun Crazy together, like things really are happening now. Yeah. So this, I'm glad we're doing this year. <laughs> like it yeah. feels, it feels bigger the more we talk about it. Totally. And then also in October, Drew um, attended the premiere for Reservoir Dogs, which didn't we talk about like why she was attending certain premieres? Like, I think, I think we were talking about like, uh, maybe it was for Scream. She yeah, was like, there's a lot of reasons she went to just that's right around the screen time this that's one right. um i'm guessing she went because in 2023 she was gonna say she loves quentin tarantino so <laughs> i was just gonna make that joke <laughs> and she's smoking on the red carpet by the way just walking oh, how down the red weird. carpet smoking a cigarette <laughs> how weird 1990 oh my 19, god i was gonna say the 1990s and it came out 1990 <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then we have something that's pure whoopee. <laughs> if you know that, you know it. Yes. Anyway, Whoopi Goldberg had a talk show for a minute, and mm-hmm. Drew appeared on that at this time. So uh, I like your notes. She discusses being engaged here, so she's, yep. you know, still in that mode. <laughs> yep. She mentions that she doesn't find herself sexy, which she's talking about kind of her image as a kid and transitioning to being seen as an adult and and like basically they're like yeah no turning back after poison ivy to imagine you as a little girl and then she's like you know i don't i don't look in the mirror and go like oh yeah baby if she says something funny i said a lot at this like (laughs) i saw it in articles like it's always that I, sh- I don't look at myself and go "Ooh, baby you've got it going on like she yeah. says it all the time at this that's time. right um but she also said I'm like the clumsiest girl in the world <laughs> like, that's almost a Druism. yeah um, she at one point in the interview towards the end is saying that she really hopes the Barrymores are proud of her which is oh. really sweet and it comes up because I think Wobby says something like you've got this name, like you've got this thing. And then she's like, you know, I, I really, I'm, I wish all the time that they're proud of me. It's really sweet. I'm sure they are. Yeah, absolutely. They are. <laughs> Come on. Especially like at this point. Yeah. 21 years later. Wait, 31 years later. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, But she seems so mature. Like I had to remind myself, like she's 17. Yeah. She's very like calm in this one and very yeah. like you know, I'm just going to get married and I'm very in love. <laughs> it's just like, and crazy. she's, I can't, I didn't really write like a lot of other stuff down, but I feel like like the way she talks about herself, the way she talks about her career, like she's very like lucid. Yeah. You know, like she like, it's, it's really, there's just an intentionality about the way she's talking. That's really cool. It's like, she really does see that all of her struggles and all the work she's done to come back is like really happening. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, and then she attends the Rita Hayworth Gala to benefit the Alzheimer's Foundation. Mm-hmm. Don't fully understand what this was because there's definitely a part where it looks like she's like on a runway. So I know. <laughs> I don't know, but she's wearing like a cute little beret, which is fun. And her skirt has like two giant slits up each leg and she's like got pantyhose on and a little blazer. Very nice. I feel like bright red lips too. Yeah. She looks really pretty. She does look really pretty, but yeah, it's who knows what, what this was because yeah, she totally looks like there's a runway part unless that's just how the like red carpet was (laughs) where it was like above the photographers. (laughs) I don't know. And here's more of her career moving forward. So by November, she's starting to film the Amy Fisher story in Vancouver. So we're like already going from like, it's like release to filming, release to filming. Like there's just so much. I know it definitely, I look back just like, oh, I wish that we still got like just nonstop releases from her. Obviously we we do it in a different way now. I know, it's like we have the TV show, we have social media. Like it probably would actually have felt really far apart. But we are like, like in hindsight, we're like looking at this and going, oh yeah, she was busy and we have an archive that can tell us so. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really make any notes, but I know that doing Amy Fisher was kind of hard for her. Like she felt really kind of isolated up in Vancouver. She missed Jamie. She's playing this character who you know (laughs) put her in a dark place so but she does like you know we'll probably do maybe we'll do an episode on it one day but (laughs) I find it to be one of her most unique performances I actually quite like her a lot in that part and it's just a fun thing to watch well I think I haven't really thought about it critically that way but she doesn't seem like Drew no that's what I was trying to say yeah yep very different. Like she definitely is embodying somebody else. Yeah, for sure. It's a weird story there. I'll just mention like there were two Amy Fisher movies, I think released the same year. Oh my God. All the same week. (laughs) (laughs) And I think Drew's was the most well received if I remember correctly. It was, I actually saw even like a, a little note in a magazine where that was like, there's no other 17 year old that could play this 17 year old. <laughs> That's true. Do you want to take December? <sighs> uh, okay. This is one of my absolute favorite magazine features. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a big statement, but I really no, love this it's, one. It's really, really special. <laughs> so we have Italian Vogue, the December issue. Um, again, she's only on the inside, which was pretty common back then. She didn't get as many covers, but yep. we have this four photo spread done by Mikel Compte. And they are so different and beautiful and just, she looks like an angel in these. They're so stunning. Like, even though her hair is slicked back, I think it works really wonderfully in <laughs> Right, because normally I don't like her with slicked yes. hair, as I've said, but it totally works here. I feel like this, I'm, it took me a while to get for sure. Yeah, same. Oh, it's so good. They're just beautiful. Yeah, she does look angelic in that color one. I realized also there are two black and whites in this, and this is also super dreamy. So I clearly have like a thing for 1992 (laughs) and black and white. Yeah, it's a really cool one. And once again, like why Italian Vogue? Like the same question for such an incredible shoot. And then if you go back and listen to us like gushing about German Vogue. (laughs) Yeah, it's the same thing. It's like, oh my gosh. Yeah. So hard to get. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, And they're great. So 
we won't go on about them much longer, but look for yourself on our website. (laughs) (laughs) December 1992, Italian Vogue. (laughs) And then interestingly, like I totally thought this relationship lasted longer, but Jamie broke up with her by phone just a few days before she came home from filming Amy Fisher. And she was totally devastated. Totally devastated. Like there's just articles um even 17 magazine from may 1993 the whole article is kind of about her being brokenhearted like, wow yeah yeah i wonder if that was like i mean clearly she had her career going on like was that like her first big heartbreak i would say so yeah and i think she would probably agree with that <laughs> interesting I, I don't think i thought about like the weight of it like that there was like a tattoo there was an engagement when I think about like how short it is, I'm like, right. how is it only like less than a year? So, <laughs> well, she is 17. So she is 17. I'm 17. I'm 17. <laughs> Things feel more intense. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> okay. And then the very, very last thing that happens this year was a huge one. Drew was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best Actress in a limited series, anthology series, or television motion picture. And that was for Gun Crazy. And I think that, like, is the perfect way for her to end this year of suddenly being taken seriously again, having a career. So validating, I would imagine. Yeah. That's just so cool. And so exciting. What are the big things that kind of keep her going towards, like, 1995? It's just kind of cool to think about. Like- yeah. How we get to the other big years. I know. Because, yeah, 93 is a quiet one. Like, she has the guest campaign, which is huge. And then she filmed Bad Girls. But there's definitely not as much going boom, 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 boom as there was this year. But she was allowed to have a quiet year after this. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. (laughs) Yep. Yep, Totally. (laughs) I will say um, there's quite a few other photo shoots this year that, like, we don't know what they were for. We maybe have a photographer's name, but have no idea why they were taken. They just got printed in all kinds of magazines. So there's just like, she was photographed a lot this year, which is really cool. So we'll include even some other ones that we didn't talk about specific magazines for. We'll include those on the episode page because there's a lot. Couple bonuses. And Jamie was in like a lot of those photo shoots. It was it's like, was he just always hanging around? <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of interesting. I mean, it is kind of amazing. Like, if they were together all the time doing yeah. all these events together, and then suddenly she goes off to do a film, like, yeah, clearly he needed her to be like ever present. Like, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting to think about. Totally. Wow. That's it. That's the year 1992, a biggie. Yep, a biggie, but one that's kind of a secret biggie. Yeah, it's like underrated, but <laughs> it was actually a huge critical turning point in her career. Yep, totally. Um, and I'm glad we've gone over it now. And she's only a 17. Let's just not forget <laughs> that. It's so wild. Yeah, like <laughs> she, yeah, sure. She had E.T. She had a lot <laughs> of crazy shit happen. 
And then now we are in 1992. She's only 17 years old and she's been through the shit. (laughs) She's like starting all over again. (laughs) She's basically working on at this point, what she's worked on, what she's still working on now. Like, (laughs) you know, it's like this ever present (laughs) career. Yep. (laughs) All right, cool. That was fun. I'm glad we like dug into that and sort of refreshed our memories on how much went on that year. If if anyone was a fan at that time, Gosh, tell us what that felt like. We would love to hear from you. Yeah, we probably know. I mean, we definitely know a couple people. Reach out to us, those of you who we know. Yeah, please do. Um, So thank you guys so much for listening. Obviously, we want ratings and reviews and subscribers. Yes, we do. I will feature your review if you leave one on Apple Podcasts. We one, please. Yes, please. And then also... Like, if you know somebody who likes Drew or maybe is a fan of one of the movies that we've covered, like, share it with them. Uh, we never ask anybody to share, but oh, yeah, word of mouth is, is a good thing for us. So if you feel like, hey, I know somebody who really enjoyed Mad Love when we were teenagers, tell them about that episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> who knows? And then uh, when you're done with that, go follow us on Instagram at How Do You Drew Pod for all podcast things. And then at Drewzium for all the rest of the Drew content that you could need. Our internet presence <laughs> continues over at <laughs> over at howdoyoudrew.com. And howdoyoudrew.com is hosted on drewzium.com. Make sure you uh, click around a little bit. And also send listener mail on the internet to howdoyoudrewpod at gmail.com. We'll see you next Drew's Day. Anyone who listened this far, you just got a treat. <laughs> that was a gift. That was a gift for you. It's 9.16 p.m. here in Maine. I'm tired. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks again. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. This episode of the How Do You Drew podcast was researched and produced by Ashley and Anne from thedrewzium.com with help from our sponsor, Positive Medium. Special thanks to Matt Costa for our lovely theme song, Roxy Prima for our adorable logo, and last but not least, Drew Barrymore and all the Drewbies who love her. We do this for you. Thank Thank you. you.